This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's our Lifestyle Podcast, episode 242, coming at you from the Custom Car Show Productions compound here just north of Tampa, Florida, and we are super excited this weekend. Many of you are going to be on the road to Biloxi, Mississippi, and you're going to be in for a treat. It's Scraping the Coast 19th annual event, the 25th through the 27th. If you've never been to Scraping the Coast, you're missing out. It's one of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. One of our top favorite shows. And we're going to be inside with the Freon Poisoning, a.k.a. air conditioning, all weekend long. Come by. Friday, Saturday for sure. May have to peel out of town a little bit early on Sunday just to kind of get back with some things going down. But uh, big ups to the entire Custom Car Show Productions fam. If you're there on Friday, come by the OLP booth. We've got the new... Out of Air, also known as Back to the Future, uh, shirts for sale. And, of course, go by the Scraping the Coast official booth where they'll have stickers, shirts, skate decks, and so much more. Uh, many of you are trying to hit me up. Hey, man, I need a shirt. Listen, if you want the Out of Air stuff, you need to buy it now. It's going to be gone, I have a feeling, at Scraping. And then, of course, if you do want something from Scraping, you got to be there uh, to, to get it. So that stuff's going to go quick. But episode 242, as we kind of transition in here, Biggity Mike the Mayor is obviously busy gallivanting around to all of his home watch customers. And you know, Mike, there's no bigger there's no bigger gallivanter than Biggity Mike. So he's doing his thing. Uh, I'm going to intro this episode and kind of keep it a little bit tighter for this week. Reason being is obviously we got a condensed week with uh, work and getting out of town on Thursday on the road again over to Biloxi, as I had mentioned. So I want to stop for a moment, as I do when I intro these solo, and just thank all of the new listeners that we picked up. With every episode, we continue to pick up new listeners, whether they're searching it, many of you are sharing the podcast uh, through social media like Facebook, Instagram, uh, on your Instagram stories, and all that cool, awesome, fun stuff. And we really appreciate it. The last episode was a huge hit. I mean, the amount of people that were texting saying, wow, what an interview, Van Diemen is the man. Man, I just had a great time sitting down with Steve. And, uh, you know, like we always, I always try to preach, you know, we're no better than the next guy. We just love this stuff. We're addicted. I'm addicted to it. I think I'm a little bit more addicted than Miggity Mike, but in all seriousness, Mike's the homie. And uh, so that's kind of what we got going down. But I want to just thank Again, everyone for the continued support, whether you bought merch, you come by, slap hands. Some of you will feed us some good photos here and there. And, um, you know, we're not the quickest to get always back. I know on Instagram, you know, there's a lot of messages that come in and just trying to balance everything and do a weekly podcast is not easy. But, you know, if you do ever, uh, you know, unearth some photos or you want to share something cool, uh, feel free to email us, ourlifestylepodcast at gmail.com. Love seeing the stuff that comes in, and I do try to share as much as I can. 
Now, uh, I want to thank Graphics Mafia uh, here at the top. Uh, they're a, a great partner of ours. You can go on graphicsmafia.com. That's graphics with an X. And you can do custom orders. There's an FAQ out there. But they do stickers, uh, custom text. You can do uh, your Instagram or TikTok name for your vehicle. And they got ultra low prices on this stuff. They're going to be out at Scraping the Coast. Look for the red Graphics Mafia tent. Go by. They take cards. They take cash. Let Buddy and Ryan know that you heard OLP plugging their awesome, awesome products. Now, as I mentioned, uh, this this episode, you know, I'm going to mix it up some, right? So, you know, we're regimented, you know, 52 episodes per year. I mean, it's insane sometimes when I think about uh, the homie Matt Thompson, Billet fan. You know, sometimes he goes, man, I don't know how you have the time. And my only response is, I don't know either. You know, sometimes, not boasting, but I've just learned, it's like my dad used to say, if you don't get into regiment or you don't get into routine, it makes things a little bit harder. So for me, keeping the routine of every week keeps us you know, keeps us going. So, you know, that's how we do. But um, the scene updates, there were a couple that I wanted to share. Obviously, we're going to be at Scraping the Coast this weekend. The next event after this for the Custom Car Show Productions fam is going to be Biggity Bayou Showdown. That's, of course, closer to Thanksgiving. We'll have Sean Randall. We'll have some of the, the kinfolk and hopefully Greg, the big homie, on in the near future to talk about Bayou Showdown. But so obviously we'll be at scraping this weekend, right? Um, here is one scene update that I thought was pretty cool was Kelly Muma, M-U-M-A. She had shared earlier this week, took my 92 to its first car show in over 20 years, volunteered at Dream Builders, uh, was so involved that I didn't even take any photos. Thanks, Craig, for getting this one. Craig Braid, the homie, the big homie from the Pacific Northwest had uh, shared this with me, and I thought that was pretty cool. And think about it, this Nissan... Topper hadn't, I mean, this truck has not been to a show in 20 years. So, uh, Kelly, freaking badass, awesome stuff. Now, another scene update I wanted to provide is Chad Luke. You know, he does a lot of stuff there at his place and at home, but you also have Sean Rose, two good guys. You know, they're friends. They do an amazing job individually with bead rolling. Uh, bead rolling. Uh, they're putting together some items for this raffle for Scraping the Coast 2021. So, there's going to be a huge auction, I think is what they're calling it. And, you know, Chad and Sean Rose and, and, you know, these guys and so much, so many people in the scene are coming together. So I just love what they do. And I just wanted to, to, to give them a big, um, you know, big props there. Uh, really looking forward to this weekend in Biloxi. So uh, continuing the scene updates. So the digital updates uh, really here, I just want to kind of reinforce Street Trucks is going to change their live stream schedule a little bit uh, based upon some changes and things like that. They are going to plan for the remaining events that they have. And then, of course, we'll be out. Uh, it looks like we may even make SEMA. I know Street Trucks is going to be there. I'm going to try to be there. I want to also make the Mini Truck Hall of Fame. So uh, more to come there. But from a digital standpoint, you'll see a little bit of a shift with the live streams. And then we'll continue to see uh, Street Trucks ramp up their social media presence. So they've got some big things in store. Not sure that I can share yet what those are, but... Just know they're going to be coming to even more platforms. That's the Street Trucks fam. Uh, do me a favor. Go out and subscribe to this magazine. Even if you don't read magazines front to back, it really helps. Uh, you can send back snail mail, the little card that will fall out if you're at the uh, grocery store or bookstore. Or you can, of course, um, 
subscribe, shrewtrucksmag.com. Scroll to the bottom and click on subscribe. Now, from a print magazine standpoint, next week we'll have a lot more. But the all-time low magazine did arrive, and man, it is a good issue. It's it, there's so much work. I talked to Rich at Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, and he talked about some of the hiccups they had. And they're so thankful for everyone that continues to be patient with them. Uh, putting together a co- kind of a homegrown magazine is not an easy task. And what they do, and you have people like Michelle Boone and just so many good people behind the scenes. Uh, Damien is another good one. You know, all these good people that are putting together this magazine, the content, they're going to shows on their free time. And, uh, you know, the, the best thing we can do is go out there and subscribe atlmagazine.com, hit them up, uh, let them know OLP sent you. And uh, if you buy an individual issue, great. If you can if you can afford to subscribe, it's six issues. It's a bi-monthly publication. Uh, so the print mags are on the rise, and I'm looking forward to, to showcasing some of that. And if I haven't announced that prior, Tony Marie was our set-down guest for this month. She talks a little bit about how she met her husband, but she's been on the rise and just love what she's doing. And what's pretty cool about Tony Marie is, you know, she doesn't claim to be a mini trucker, so to speak, but she's out there, she's mingling, she's going to shows, she's building cool stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just an honor to sit down with her and highlight another awesome female that's tied to our truck scene. Now, from a Facebook standpoint, I did cover a few of those items already. So, you know, I'll throw those out there. And, um, what I thought was cool, the one other one I wanted to mention was Sean Dell picked up a new Cadillac. It's a 62 convertible that he had said that he um, had picked up. And I tell you what, man, a big boat, land yacht, whatever you want to call them, man, I love these cars. And, uh, man, it looks damn good. So uh, big ups to the homie Sean Dell, previous guest, great dude. Now, from an Instagram standpoint, I know I had saved something here. Um, it looks like our, our family at Made of Steel, they're going to be doing another event this year. It's going to be a toy drive based at the Deezerland Park in Orlando. I know Dave Shulman has talked a little bit about this place. Uh, Deezerland, I believe I'm saying it right, is Orlando's most thrilling attraction all under one unique roof. And if you go to Made of Steel show on Instagram, you can click on Deezerland's a park Orlando handle and you can go out there and you can follow them. So it's pretty cool, man. Made of steel. We had a great time at the event this year and we're looking forward to seeing what they, um, you know, pull together here. Now, in addition to that, I want to thank all of the people like Ben Smith uh, that have been out there repping, uh, repping the new out of air OLP gear. And uh, he posted a very cool uh, photo. And again, I hope everyone had a great father's day, but he posted a great photo with him and his son, Riley Smith, and uh, they're just good people. Uh, they always support, and uh, they're part of the motivation for us to continue with some of the nods that we've done with BTTF, also known as Back to the Future, because they, uh, of course, reinforce two things they love, mini trucks ha- slash OLP and uh, Back to the Future. So big ups to Ben Smith, 1979 on Instagram, and then, of course, he tagged his son, Riley Smith, so uh, big ups to the homies. And then really the only other thing I was going to mention is Joey at Get Decked. Uh, if you want your vehicle or your artwork on a, or your photo rather, on a skate deck, Joey at Get Decked can make that happen. 
Uh, you can uh, look up Get Decked on Instagram or Get Decked on Facebook. Reach out to Joey via the DM. You know how it goes. It goes down in the DM and let him know what you're looking for. Uh, he has been on a tear doing decks for OLP and then, of course, Scraping the Coast. Man, I might go broke buying some of these decks from him, uh, from Scraping the Coast, rather. Uh, they've got some really good ones with low riders, lifted trucks, mini trucks, C10, K5 Blazer deals, topless, you name it. They've got it. So, so much uh, respect over to Joey. He's a hustler. He's a good dude. He always comes through on his word, and we love what he does. But those new out-of-air DeLorean slash BTTF skate decks, though, we cannot wait to launch them. We've got more stuff coming. I've hinted a little bit on Facebook, a little bit on Instagram, what's coming. We're going to drop some heat on you guys this Friday. you got to come by the OLP booth at Scraping the Coast. So the scene updates brought to you by our family at Garage Gear Clothing. Give them a follow. Big ups to the homies. Garage Gear Clothing. They're on TikTok. They're on YouTube with free content. And then, of course, they're on Facebook and Instagram. Real deal. Holy field. Garage Gear Clothing. All right, so the key show updates. Listen, we have pounded and pounded and pounded these key show updates every single week. And I know sometimes you guys are like, oh, man, ODB, I'm already on the calendar. I've already went to rlifestylepodcast.com. I've already, on the left side, clicked on official OLP show calendar. And then I've clicked where it says click here to subscribe. I'm locked in. I've got all these dates. And if you have, thank you. If you haven't, it's that easy. OurLifestylePodcast.com, as I mentioned, on the left side, go ahead and click here, and then you have to click here one more time to subscribe. Android or iPhone does not matter. The main show, the main two shows I want to highlight here right now are a couple, right? So we just had the Spark show on last week. Go back and listen if you haven't. You had Adam Tripp talk a lot about that upcoming show in August. We're looking forward to it in Sevierville, Tennessee. But the two key shows that I want to really reinforce right now are Relaxing in the Northwest, The Awakening, okay? This show is one that it looks like I'm going to be able to make it to, barring any craziness at work. And you can, on Facebook or Instagram, type in Relaxing in the NW. It's also known as The Awakening, okay? This show technically is moving, I think it's three, three and a half hours south so I know for our northern kinfolk, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but it's Medford, Oregon, July 28th through August 1st. And I've already heard about some of the homies that are looking forward to flying on up, gallivanting on up. You can um, find more information, as I mentioned, on Facebook. Uh, there's hotels you can stay in. There's going to be people camping. There's a lot of stuff going down. But all I can tell you is relaxing in the Northwest, the Awakening, it's going to be awesome. The last time they had the event was July of 2019. I went up there. I had such a damn good time hanging out with No Regrets. Christina was there. Uh, the, the, the kinfolk, all the good kinfolk from Forbidden Fantasy. Uh, Craig and Sitting Pretty and all of the homies and the chicas and everyone was having a damn good time. This is what the truck scene's all about. If you can, go on whatever damn app that you use to book flights or look at flights, whether it's a Southwest deal, a bookings.com, Willie, you name it, okay? Start looking, just look, okay? Just dream for a minute, even if you think you can't go. 
go out and start digging, you might find a cheap flight, okay? I'm getting ready. I'll talk about it next week. I'm going to be going to Pennsylvania slash Ohio very soon. And it's a family deal. I didn't think I was going to be able to go. I was going to have to, you know, keep all my time scheduled for truck shows. And a little of that's opened up on my end. But I was blown away, man. I went online and I found some cheap tickets on up to Pittsburgh area. So you'd be amazed, you know, although prices are kind of on the rise, you might be able to still find a good ticket depending on what airline, what app, all that fun stuff. But if you can come out to relax in, in the Northwest, the Awakening, it's going to be a damn good time. There's a lot of more information out there. I know Ron's helping. And uh, just reach out to them on Facebook, post your questions there, and we'll try to get a Q&A going here very soon. So there's Relaxing in the Northwest, The Awakening, as I had mentioned, and Slamfest, okay? Jonathan Hawkins recently came on to talk all about Slamfest. Mini Madness is holding their 30th annual event, and you can go uh, to Instagram, type in Mini Madness, and if you tap the link in their bio, it'll take you to minimadness.com. Now, their website when you go here at the bottom, there's going to be a link that says click here for more show info. When you do that at the very top, then you have to click on online registration. And then you have to click on either car, truck, and bike show, sponsor or vendor. Of course, you're going to click on car and truck show. And then there's a form that you fill out. It's real easy. The indoor is sold out. Registration info. Uh, are you looking to add a golf cart, motorized vehicle? Uh, no refunds, all sales are final. Go ahead and sign your life away. Oftentimes, people ask, hey, what show should I come to? The answer is if you're in Florida or you want to come to Florida, October is a fantastic month for weather. Slamfest is the longest running show that I know of anywhere around here. So Slamfest, October 30th annual I'm sure they're going to do it big. I know they're holding some stuff close to the vest. Big ups to Mini Madness. I've always uh, hashtagged Mini Madness CC on Instagram for any posts that I've made related to that famed club. Almost 900 hashtags there. And uh, just a good job overall as a club representing the scene for many, 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 many years. This will be my 25th straight. I cannot believe it. Mini Madness, Inc., big ups to you guys, and I uh, hope to see you guys at SlamFest30, and you can check on that hashtag. We'll be using the hashtag SlamFest30 to curate all of those badass posts. SlamFest30 or SlamFest2021, you name it. We'll be there. We'll be bringing you the coverage, but we hope that you'll come down. Our booth will be there, and we'll be slinging merch. The Key Show Updates brought to you by our family at the West Coast Influence. You can visit minitruckfilm.com and order the Blu-ray or DVD. Yes, you heard that right. It's a mini truck inspired documentary Blu-ray or DVD. It's easy. Minitruckfilm.com. All right, so the podcast updates. There's not a lot to share here, folks. All I can tell you is we're going to be out here this weekend at Scraping the Coast. We're looking forward to it. Speaking about two decades, it's a 19th annual event, and uh, we love what the team continues to do, so we're going to be doing that. We're going to be launching, as we mentioned, the Out of Air. So if you participated in the pre-sale, all of that stuff, orders 
worldwide have shipped out. So that's fantastic news for all of you guys. Many of you are hashtagging the out of air, O-U-T-T-A-A-I-R, right? Two A's in the middle. And uh, so that's fantastic. We appreciate you guys doing that. But if you want to come by the booth and get some exclusive content or exclusive merch that we only sell at shows, some things that we have not released, uh, please come on by. We really appreciate all the support, and uh, thank you guys so much. Now, if you are on an iPhone or, um, or if you're on an iPhone, rather, go to the pre-installed podcast app. It's a purple icon. Tap on library, select OLP, scroll to the bottom, tap on five-star review. We would appreciate that. We have 237 ratings, but we need to get to 250. At least leave a five-star rating. If you want to go a step further, write a review. Podcast updates brought to you by our family, Joey, at Get Decked, as we mentioned earlier. Get Decked on Facebook or Instagram for information on how to put your photo or vehicle on a skate deck. Last but not least, the only other thing I'm going to cover this week before we roll into audio. I didn't even talk about this at the top. What the hell was I thinking? Okay. We have Chris Schmidt, NC for life on this episode. I I think without Miggity Mike the Mayor, I'm just lost here. But Chris Schmidt, longtime NC member. Truck was on the cover of Mini Trucking. Dude, what a great guy. We sit down. We have a great conversation about a lot of cool stuff. So uh, that's coming up here in just a moment. But when I go back on Facebook, just a couple things I wanted to mention from an Airhead Nation standpoint. Uh, I know Lauren Miller, uh, Greg's daughter, has you know continued to post and said, look, there's not a lot of updates to share. Uh, really, everything has remained unchanged. She had posted this on the 20th of June. So you know, continued prayers and support for the big homie, Greg Miller. We're hoping that, uh, that he's going to be okay. Uh, Billy Weekly, a previous guest, a great homie of the podcast, great friend. Happy 18th wedding anniversary to his lovely wife. That's Billy Weekly, uh, the OG, as I like to call him, Real Deal Holyfield. Uh, also had saw Ed Testament said he wanted to wish his wonderfully amazing wife a happy anniversary. And I tell you what, as much cool stuff as that guy has from trucks to OLP gear and merch, He's a smart man thanking his awesome wife for letting him do the damn thing. He's a good dude. Love me some Ed Testerman. Uh, You had Brooke and Lauren, RA fam, Florida. Happy gotcha day, buddy. We are doing the home trial, but this dog feels right. He's a big, goofy, friendly fellow and um, pretty awesome stuff. Love that they're going to be getting themselves a pup now, you know, after, uh, after, you know, their other dog passing away. Remember, all dogs go to heaven. Anthony Cobb, hopefully they can tell me what's wrong or find an issue. The issue with my eye has been killing me for a week now. So, you know, Anthony, we hope you um, get through that and wish you all the success, homie, with kind of getting back on your feet. So, Airhead Nation updates brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. We tell you time and time again, you can go to H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. And you can rock down to Electric Avenue. I don't know how Mike knew that one last time, okay? But hammeredweekendwear.com, you can go to products. And when you go to Tees, you're going to see the two newest ones are Total Domination. A little bit of a, a nod there to Oliver Porter, one of the OGs in the scene. But you got my severed brother, Kool-Aid's truck on the shirt. But you also have Electric Avenue prices as low as $22.00. Small all the way to 5XL, 
large. So 5XL large blacks. So they've got them. If you want to rock down to Electric Avenue with a Tesla or you want total domination among so many other things, they've got Sundays or Fruit Bloody Marys, going harder in the paint, one nation under the influence, or I want to be formal, but I'm here to get hammered, tuxedo shirt, love what they do, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com, or click the link in their Instagram bio. I told you I'm going to keep it short and sweet. That is not easy for me to do. Thank you so much for the continued support, for everybody that continues to rock with us. We're going to keep the pedal stomped into the second half of 2021, and if we complete this year, it's another full year, straight 52 weeks in a row with the best damn content we can bring you guys. Remember, we do it all for free, so we appreciate the support. OurLifestylePodcast.com if you want to buy merch or come by and see us at our booth. We'd love to chop it up and just talk, if nothing else. ODB and the mayor, we at you. Enjoy this audio from the big homie, Chris Schmidt, NC for Life. We at you. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. As I mentioned, I got uh, a guest that, that we've had on the list a while, and we're just excited to have Chris Schmidt here. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. How you been? Life is good, man. I appreciate um, you know you, you syncing up with us, and um, it's pretty cool. We kind of reconnected recently with social media, but... You know, for those that maybe don't know you, Chris, like maybe give your you know a little bit of a rundown. Who who is Chris Schmidt? Well, I've been in the mini truck scene for in and out. Obviously, when I was younger, I used to work for Mini Truck Magazine back in the day as a freelance photographer. I actually got into the mini truck game. Believe it or not, I was down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, my BMX bike cruising around, and Myrtle Beach and madness was going on. <laughs> no way, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. That was awesome. way in the younger years. Probably, I think I was like 19 or 20 years old. Damn. Now, yeah. did you, like, I was going to ask you, like, you know, where did you grow up at primarily? I live in upstate New York, but as the SoCal guys call it, Southern Canada, because they came <laughs> up to visit one time, <laughs> and it was so far up. But, yeah, I live in upstate New York, which is like three hours outside of New York City. Okay. And now you... And see, so up in that area, um, you know, what did you guys do as kids, man? Just, you know, romping around on the bikes or what? Yeah, back in the day, we were, you know, either on a skateboard or a BMX bike, cruising around, racing BMX bikes, and got into the freestyle thing and snowboarding and all that good stuff, you know. Yeah, it was odd growing, you know, growing up in Florida, live, born and raised. I always thought, like, I'm sure, like, some people that didn't live in New York, like I always thought like New York was like New York city. That's all I knew, right. From TV and movies and stuff. So a few years ago we had a chance to go, like I went for work to New Jersey and then we went over to see ground zero and stuff like that. But four years ago we went, my wife and I went to Pittsburgh and then we had drove up to Niagara and man, driving through some of that, I guess the Northern area near Buffalo and all that stuff. Dude, man, there's a lot of cool, just wide open spaces, man. Yeah, I mean, people, yeah, like you said, you know, when I used to travel with the magazine, everybody's like, oh, you're from New York City. I was like, <laughs> no, like, New York City is New York City. You can travel, like, a, like you know, a mo- an hour outside the city, and you're in the country. Right. It's not like when, you know, Crocodile Dundee 2, when it was in the city, man. It's like, <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, with Upstate and things like that, I mean, there were just kind of just places, like, wide open. You know, and uh, yeah. w- when we went to Niagara, I didn't realize like how much like of a tourist type thing that is. 
Yeah, hundred percent. But you know, like you know, you're from Florida, so oh, and yeah. I'm from New York, so I never went to Niagara Falls or unfortunately the World Trade Center or anything like that until after it happened. Unfortunately, what happened. Yep. But you know, when you're from a certain state, you don't think of anything in your state is cool. Well, like perfect example. I, I mean, I hate to say it. I talked to my boss recently about it. He was talking about on his honeymoon. He was down in the Keys back in, you know, twenty some odd years ago, maybe mid nineties, and. You know, for me, like I've lived here my whole life, but I've never went down there because I'm always like, oh, you know, you hear about the traffic when you get to the the seven mile bridge or whatever. I'm like, man, eh, sitting in that. Of course, there's you know, you can fly or you can even take a boat, a speedboat down there. But yeah, it's the same thing down here. You know, there there's there's state parks that I haven't been to either. You know, yeah, hundred percent. You know, but when I started working, you know, is I'd fly in for shows every. Oh yeah. Take up as much as I could, see as much as I could while I was there. So it was it was, it was cool. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what I wanted to kind of ask is, like, how did you get involved? Like, obviously, you talked about a little bit of the bikes and skateboarding, hanging out up in, in New York, upstate New York. So how does someone like that and that culture and that type of deal, like, how you know, what was the gateway for you to get involved with, like, the custom truck scene? Well, like I said, we're up in the hot rod scene and all that jazz. And I was down in Myrtle Beach with my parents. And I said, you know, this is cool. Like, my dad was in the trucks, but not crazy. So I saw the mini trucks and like this, you know, this is awesome. Went along with the whole generation, I guess. You know, the skateboard, the max, the the whole vibe. Everybody was cool. You talk to guys in their trucks. So I'm like, I got to build one of these. So when I got home. I found a '85 SN that I built, and that that's what got me started in the scene. Really? Yeah. So yeah. so you when you traveled down the Myrtle Beach, you said that was because your family was down there. Yeah, I went. We go on. We used to go on vacation there every year. Ah, up yeah. by me, there was no one with a mini truck. There, there was because it's crazy. Because there was like, oh, I always trailered my truck because for me to get to a show, what a truck show is like four hours. Got it. Yeah, because see, that always interested me. Like you know, knowing the scene. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, there's there was a lot of folks up in that region, but. You know, specifically in certain, you know, pockets, there weren't, like you said, you know, a lot of mini trucks right around you or, or any at all. So it always interested me, like how someone like, you know, where you lived, if it was like the magazine or whatever, but it makes sense. So, you know, you went down to like, you know, Myrtle Beach. I never really spent time there, but I know it's a big destination, right? People go there, summer's kicking off, all that stuff. So, you know, yep. you're down there, you're seeing the guys basin, you know, minis hopping, whatever. And then that's just like sparked your interest. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I was like, this is, I want to build one of these things. Yeah. Man. And they're on, like I said, I found a used 85 S 10, put the snug top on it, put the ground effects on it. I was crazy. I just had I rock wheels on it back in the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That was, that was the era. And, uh, now growing up in that air, that area, like I'm a big hip hop fan, you know, just because coming out of the eighties, you know, like stuff was growing with like beastie boys and, you know, you had Daz yeah. FX and you just had, you know, LL Cool J and all these different artists and whatever. But, like, you growing up up there, did, you know, were you influenced by that kind of stuff too? Or were you into, oh, like, what kind of... We had, okay. Yeah, we, because we're so, you know, we're near the city, so we always had that stuff. They would come here because mm -hmm. where I live is right by the... It's the capital of New York. Ah. So, you know, they would come perform, so we'd go see them. And, like, it was just this whole... You know, it was a cool scene, like, the late 80s and early 90s was, like... Popping off. It was awesome. It was awesome. Like, my son, who's 17 now, is like, oh, I, grew I wish I grew up when you grew up. 
you know i know right yeah it kind of <laughs> makes you like yeah now yeah. They'll, they'll, well there's so many like throwback pages and 80s pages 80s 90s. i mean who would have ever thought it you know lots a lot of us are living in the moment but you know i think back to the childhood and yeah it was a fun era but you don't realize that like okay in 30 years people are going to be like no this was this was the shit you know but now i didn't google this my um you know i'm not the I don't remember everything with geography. Was it Albany is the capital of New York? Correct. Yeah. Right, so I live right, like in point. a suburb, like right outside of Albany. So. Okay. Got it. Yep. Yeah. So like circle, what year is this that you kind of get your, you know, the 85, you know, you're talking like late eighties, early nineties, right? Yeah. I was 1990. I got it. I just graduated from high school looking for a vehicle, snatched that thing up, got lucky. And like I said, put the, you know, ground effects on it, the snug top and, Dude, I sat there for like two hours with a Sawzall debating whether to do a walkthrough or not. <laughs> I, That's awesome. I finally just sent it with the Sawzall. I'm just like, all right, let's do this and went through with it and went from there. Put hydraulics on it, cruised that thing everywhere, drove the Myrtle Beach Damn. everywhere, the Charlotte for Boger Bash. Wow. All that stuff. So, yeah. So, but like I said, for me to go anywhere where there's a lot of mini trucks, there was some here and there around the mid nineties here, but the big scene was Southern Jersey and further down the Eastern seaboard, you know? Oh yeah. And what's ironic is like, if you look at the apex of like, you know, we're all kind of within the same vicinity of age, but you start to look at like the magazine, you know, comes out 88, you know, 89, it really gets going quarterly, you know, early nineties, you know, Courtney's on his rise. And then, you yep. know, there's a lot of guys like someone I was texting with earlier, you know, someone I really look up to, good dude. Every time I talk with them, great conversations. And one of your homies, like Phil Fowler, right? So all these different oh, guys <laughs> up in that area, dude. I mean, you, yeah, it's I hard, you're hard-pressed to find a better guy than that, man, you know? Oh, 100%. You know what, though? Almost everybody in the scene and, like, I think you guys described best, it's a lifestyle. Oh, it's yeah. Not, it's not a sport. Because I did, I built my last truck, my Sonoma, my 94. And I got married, had kids, and, you know, my kids became my life. Oh, yeah. And and that's what I did. That was my priority. But I've never lost my friends in the mini truck scene. And like you know, you you don't need to see somebody for five years. Yes. And you just start talking to them. It was less like you were hanging out last week and had a show. Yeah, and, you know, Phil always smiles with that famous smile whenever (laughs) I tell the stories of when I first met him – it was weird. I felt like I knew him and it's not to make his head feel big, but you know, you would, I would look in the magazine, right. Cause you know, we'll talk about how you were tied to it, but you know, we'd yeah. look in there and like, I'd see this guy, right. Sitting on a wave yeah. runner, sitting here, sitting here and these funny photos. And you know, he became kind of a part of, like you said, the lifestyle. And you know, when I met him, I was like, Oh man, I know you Phil Fowler, man, you know, from, yeah. from that crew that does that show and there's the bowling tournament and this and that. So it, it is pretty cool. Yeah, well, well, when he could talk to him again, ask him about his, uh, he was kind of like a ringleader of the stuff that goes on at Carlisle, Pennsylvania at the campground at night. Yeah, he was telling me I needed to <laughs> to ask you about, like, Carlisle all-truck gnats, you know, and something oh, with go-karts, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> yeah, I got some good stories from Carlisle, you know, like you said, with Courtney and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah brother. Well, We can get into that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now you hinted at your GMC, and you know uh, sometimes like I'll I'll share too much about maybe some stuff I know, but you know talk to us a little bit about it. It graced the cover of mini trucking, 
and many regard it, you know, including myself, as one of the cleanest built, dude. So, like, I, I, I'm just begging to talk to you about this one. So, tell us a little bit about it. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, so I was looking at building something new, and then the 90, when 94 Chevy and GMC came out with a new body style, that rolled body, I ended up ordering one from the GMC dealership, worked with Ground Force out of Pennsylvania on the suspension kit because it was pretty much the same as the, I guess you can call them square bodies S10 back in the day. Uh-huh. So I built that up, got it to Carlisle just in time for the old truck nationals in 94. And, you know, back in the day, you did the old, you know, the display with the rope and the carpet and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. I was part of that. And uh, believe it or not, I was filling out my tech sheet for Sport Truck Magazine and Courtney rolls up on the golf cart with that big old smile that he always had. <laughs> And we just started talking, and it was like, like I said, like, I've known the dude forever. And awesome. he's like, yeah, he goes, we usually don't shoot black trucks because <laughs> of the situation of trying to shoot a black truck, which right. I never did until I actually started doing photography work, uh -huh. how difficult it is. But he, he shot it because it was a brand new body, and it was one of the first ones done. You know, I had a roll pan in the back, got as much done as I could because it was a brand new truck trying to find parts for new body styles, kind of tough. Mm -hmm. But so that started the ball rolling. And I met Courtney again at a, another show in PA, probably about three months later with Sean Carlson was there too. Oh, wow. Rest in peace. Believe the not. Yeah, it was dope. So we were hanging out. And next thing I know, he's like, oh, dude, you need to come out to a truck show in California. Well, you, you know, as a kid on a BMX bike, or even a skateboard, the place you want to see at some time in your life, some point in your life is California. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're like, sign me up, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I jumped on that bandwagon and, uh, I flew out for Easter spring splash for 95. Wow. Dude. That's like in the heyday, like nine, five to nine, eight. I mean, some of epic times, dude. Yeah. So, you know, everything's an adventure in a mini truck scene flew out there in San Diego, but Courtney actually lived in Anaheim. And I don't know if you remember the Alpha Clean Cruiser, the uh, Toyota. Yeah, I think I do from some some photos that he shared in the magazine, I think. Yeah, it was actually a standard cab, short box, body drop. The chop shop did it. They put Alpha Clean 16-inch wheels on it, but they obviously tucked. Yes, yes. So they called it the Alpha Clean Cruiser. The thing was bad. It was dope. That His his nickname's Buffalo. Everybody, I'm in negative camber, so everybody in camber's got a nickname. Right, right. He picks me up at the airport, and we go directly to the chop shop. Ah, right. Down in basically San Diego, right around that yeah, area. Yeah, so, like, I'm sitting there, like, holy, you know, holy, I'm at the chop shop. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude, the, you know, the spot, like, where the modern, you know, bags were placed on vehicles and, you know. Everything, yeah. Everything. And that's where I end up getting the airbags for the Sonoma, because I just had it, you know, full lowering kit in it at the time. Yep. But yeah, I cruised out to you know to Arizona, the Spring Splash, and then back at in the back of the Alpha McLean Cruiser, and met Courtney wow. in Arizona. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And we he asked me to come work for the magazine, so I took a couple of photography classes at the local college and went from there. Dude, that's you know those are just epic times in our life and your life. And one thing that is interesting, the kind of you know like I I try to think of tech, and you place like a. a you know, a time period on it. So for those listening, maybe some of the longer, younger kin folk, I remember I took one of my first work of work um, travel deals 
uh, and maybe like 99-ish. And that was, yeah. I think, the second time I was ever on a plane, right? Yeah. But here was the funny thing. So you're talking 95. That was like when the internet was just starting to kind of get going with AOL and all that stuff. That was probably even before like MapQuest because I remember in 99 when I went on a work truck, I was like, man, you know how – I was going by myself. I'm like, how am I going to get from – the Greenville airport to the call center. Like, what am I going to do? And it was like, Oh, we print map quests. And like, you know, we yes. land at night and like, I'm trying to find the dome light and, and figure out where to go. But like, think about it, you know, for, for the listeners, it's like nine five, dude, it was, you know, you book a flight probably over the phone, right? And then you land 100%. and then like your homies, like, okay, you know, you probably talk to him on the phone and you're like, all right, I'm going to be landing at, you know, this time. And then he was just looking for you. <laughs> Pretty much dude. And like, if you're, if you had some money, you had a pager, Right, true, true. So, yeah, you know, I always love listening to people complain nowadays. I'm like, so I would sit in the airport all day. You know, you do it too. You fly all over the country. And back then, there was no internet unless you plugged into dial-up. Right, yeah. So I was using three-inch hard disks yes. to write my articles for the magazine. Yep. And people don't know the struggle that we had. <laughs> Yeah, they, they don't, and, I, you know, when my parents had their first computer, we had those discs, and I would go, and I was, like, on this Wu-Tang, um, unofficial Wu-Tang newsletter, and it was, like, I yep. would download them, but, like, you look back at those discs, and they hold, like, 70 megabytes or just something yep. insane, and it was, like, I mean, I mean, our phones, I mean, they're talking about the new iPhone might be a terabyte, dude. I mean, it's just, like, insane, dude. We didn't even have, it was a bag phone back then, so it never really worked. So you get to the airport, like you said, you land, you're calling your buddies or texting them, you know, I mean, paging them, hey man, you know, and just meet them out in front of the airport and hopefully they show up. Yeah, here's the throwback term of the week, man, roaming, dude. I mean, I remember I was working for the cell phone companies in the late 90s and, you know, it was like, oh, your phone could get cloned and then, you know, they were always worried about so, like, we had this thing, like, if you went out of town, you had to punch in this code. And I'm like, dude, like, now it's, like, just the iPhone. There's, like, one model. And it's like, oh, you want to go to Africa? No problem. You don't need a satellite phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, like you said, when I was building it, you know, they shot my 94 for the magazine. It was all black. Then Courtney comes up with the idea to build a cover truck. So, we get that ball rolling. So, you know, you get your renderings done, and they email them to you now. And everybody knows about it, like, in an hour. Yeah. You know, my renderings were sent by mail by a girl named Christine Bayon that used to work for Hot Wheels. Yeah, and I have... Now, I think she goes by she her, she her goes by Hot Rod Christina now. Oh, does she? Right, but I became kind of friends with her, and, like, you know, I was even thumbing through... You know, when you look at... Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about some of the history in the magazines, but, like, seeing it in the magazine, right, is awesome. Yep. And, like, her history goes back, I think, she, you know, she always mentions her ex. Like, he worked at Bell Tech, right? So she yeah. had this unique opportunity. But I always wanted to ask you, like, how did you link up with Christina? Like, how did, did that – that obviously probably came through uh, through Courtney. Yeah, everything, like, you know, people that know Courtney, like, it was never, like – Courtney could call from anywhere, you know, to House of Colors, 3M, anyone. And they liked him so much, it was never a question – like, if you said, hey, Courtney told me to call, and it's like, what do you need? Right, exactly. Yeah, because he, he was connecting people, oh, we're going to shoot this, hey, hook this guy, you know what I mean, all that. Yeah, like, you know, we, I got, he got the ball rolling with this whole building my truck for the cover, and I got a guy in Virginia that was going to paint it that didn't work out, so I had the guys at Air Graphics in New Jersey paint it. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, they were kind of hesitant because they weren't sure. And they're like, I was like, well, call the dude at House of Colors. They'll take care of everything. <laughs> and, the you know, Joe Calabrese from Air, Air Graphics called me back and said, yeah, they're sending gallons of everything. Like, they're <laughs> like, whatever Courtney needs, we got it covered. So, and I worked with Bill Hancock over at Colorado Customs and, like, did everything on it. And the guys over at TCI for the chrome-plated four-link. And Courtney goes, call Catskin Leather Interior. They're going to take care of that. And it was, and Bill Necessities back in the day, Bucky owned that. Mm-hmm. And same thing there because the 94 S10 in Sonoma had a round steering column. And in 95, it went to the airbag to right. square. So we had like one off billet dash pieces in the Sonoma originally. Oh, that's sick, dude. Yeah, because I remember Mike Self back in the early Street Trucks days. He even wrote an editorial, and I mentioned it before, where he talked about how like 94 was like the last of the old school kind of, even though it was the new body. I have my 94 S10 in it. You know, it didn't have the airbag. It was kind of, you know, it didn't have all of the safety stuff and like a 9.5 hit, and obviously things were full fledged. But yeah, that's pretty awesome. Is yours a stick or is it an automatic? So mine was a stick, dude. So do you realize it was a 4.3 or a my mine was the mine was the four banger dude, not even the four three. Uh, see, it was crazy because the four three in the old body that was a stick, the trans never stuck below the frame rail, mm-hmm. and in the new body it stuck below the frame rail like an inch and a half. Oh right, I remember like Alter or someone was making that that you know it might have been Devious even they they got on board with making them too like that cross member to try to move that up because it, it, it hung low. Yeah, because Jody Hall from the, the Chop Shop in Kentucky put the four-link in and redid the air ride and raised all the mounts up to get that transmission above the frame rail. Yeah, at the Drop Shop. Yep, the Drop Shop, excuse yep. me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we were talking about Gendro and those guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, and all that's bringing back memories of reading the magazine, obviously, and guys going, hey, I want to go lower, and that was before people would just go, boom, brand new, body drop, doom, done, you know? That, yeah. Th- that was insane. Now... What um so June ninety nine it's on the cover now I wanted to ask you though so w- did it run I'd have to look back but did it run in sport truck when it was black No it did not because Courtney's like and I wanted it like you know back in the day you're a mini trucker you kind of wanted your stuff in mini truck magazine Yeah yeah sport trucks be- nothing to do with sport truck sport truck was cool but you know mini trucking was the shit it, it was shit right so I'm like so the you know, the dude comes up from sport truck. He's like, you ready to go? I was like, no, mini truck and shooting it. <laughs> oh yeah. And he's just like, F you get out and of here. And he's like, what? I was like, no offense, dude, but it's mini trucking. Like, yep. That, that's where I wanted to be, which was freaking awesome. And it was funny because my girlfriend at the time, I promised her if I get a shot for the magazine, we'll get engaged. Oh snap. And Courtney came flying up on the golf cart. He's like, I hear wedding bells. <laughs> well, that didn't work out when I went to see him in California. I stayed like an extra three weeks. Oh damn! Yeah, so you you you, you know formed that that close relationship with him over the years. Yeah, it came out good, and I was blessed because everything worked out. And I got my you know my wife now is phenomenal. Like she, everything I do like mini trucks or anything, I run a BMX team as well, and she's really? on board with anything I do. Yeah, dude, that's sick, yeah. man. Now yeah. is it the same? No, I got to ask. Was it the same chick or no? No, different one. Totally oh, okay. different one. But it worked out. Yeah, it worked out perfect. She got all mad when I got home, and I flew back out to California again. Then I'm told her I'm building a cover truck, and that was the end of that one. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, and you know, to your point, you know, for anybody that wants to check out now, we recently in All Time Low magazine we did a, a feature on Hot Rod Christina. I actually sat down uh, with her. And uh, she's on Instagram. It's Hot Rod Christina with a K. And oh, of right course, on. you know, to your point, she used to go by Bane. I think it was B A N E. But that that uh, rendering ran a mini truck in. They did a feature project updates back in like September of '98, and it was known as like Better Late Than Never. A look at Chris Schmidt's Sonoma, which we're talking to Chris now. Now. 99. So there's a couple fun facts I want to share about your cover, right? Based upon the extensive research we do here. But yeah. June 99, my understanding, now I know kind of why they do this, right? The feature itself said it was shot by mini truck and staff, right? And we all kind of know right. why they would sometimes do that. But can yeah. you set the record straight? You shot those photos, right? Courtney actually shot those photos at Boger Bash in North Carolina at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ah, okay. Okay, and see. he left. Okay. When he usually when you leave a publication or a magazine, yes. then it becomes the staff. So Courtney had Courtney shot the whole entire thing. And that was a crazy situation because it took so long to get the truck painted. They weren't sure they were gonna make it a cover truck. Right, exactly. Okay, so I remember hearing some of that from you back in the day. Yeah. And as well as you know, sometimes you're signing your life to some of these deals. With some of these manufacturers, if it's not on the cover, you got to reimburse them for the product. Yeah, yeah. So there's and, and see, I appreciate you clearing that up because like I always, I always thought that you know, knowing that you were dabbling, and we'll talk more about your connection with mini trucking, but you know, I kind of assumed and I knew, and that's kind of one of the questions I have for you, like that whole dynamic, right? You know, that was right around the time that Courtney had left. But you know, the the cool thing is, a couple of fun facts I have is it was the tenth truck on the cover with Colorado Custom Wheels. As you mentioned, we've had Bill Hancock on. We've had Michael and the current team, the owners of Colorado, my favorite wheel company out there, Colorado Custom Wheels. It was the sixth, yeah. believe it or not, the sixth NC truck to grace the cover. That's pretty cool, really? right? Yeah. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a and, funny story, too, about. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, when I first met Courtney, I was running another mini truck club called Poor Boys Unlimited. Oh, really? I never heard of that yeah. one. Yeah. And I got to. Uh, when I was in California for for Spring Splash, I met all the dudes from NC, and you know, they're everybody's most every club's cool. You got your group of guys, you know, you click with them and all that stuff. And Courtney's like, you know, we only ask once, <laughs> and if you say no, it's never going to happen again. I was like, well, I got to kind of think about it because I got my, you know, I got my buddies back here, and I came home and talked to them, and they weren't much on traveling, so I'm just like, yeah, let's do this. And all of a sudden, I'm the East Coast rep for NC. Ah, yeah, because he, because he had faith in you, man. Yeah, and back then, well, like you said, there was really no internet, so you tried to control who's in your club because you want a quality level and all that. So people like the boys from Florida and everybody like Chuck Healy, they would they sent me the pictures of their they mailed me pictures of their trucks. Yes. Yeah, and people, you know, talk about technology. It was like the pen pal days, literally, of like, hey, man, let me get you a self-addressed stamped envelope. Yeah, we'll exactly. mail these. Can you send them back for me? You're like, no, man. <laughs> no, but, yeah, and I appreciate, like, you know, the facts that we always try to get down to is, like, you know, with that, it put Courtney at uh, 15 total covers that he shot that he was credited with. Now, granted, you know, to your point, 
he wasn't credited maybe in the feature, but you know we know, and those are the facts that we want to get to. But he, I mean, yes. that's pretty cool. He shot 15 covers, and yours was one of them. And uh, man, it, awesome. it's a cool one. Yeah, I, yeah, it was because he, you know, Courtney called me up. I was driving down from here to Charlotte, and he's like, "Dude, I've got another truck. We might shoot for the cover, and I got to see how yours came out." So I'm just like, you know, in your head, you're thinking, "I'm going to owe people a lot of money if this thing's not <laughs> cover." You know what I'm saying? Oh, and we yeah. rolled it out of the trailer at like three o'clock in the morning when we got there, and everyone was just like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I came now. Where one thing I always like to ask is, do you remember like where it was shot? I think you said Booger Bash, right? Yeah, it was shot at Booger Bash on the back side of the speedway in one of the parking lots because it was fall, so the leaves were changing. Ah, so it kind of worked out good with the colors of the truck at the time. Yeah, dude, it's it, it came together. Now. This is something that, you know, people, you know, listeners know, like, I love this stuff. You know, I love these facts. I love getting down to it. And I brought this up before, and I've even talked to Hot Rock Christina recently about it, right? So one of the coolest things, right? So you segued it with Courtney and, you know, with Brian and then Steve. They had this unique opportunity literally right around the time we're talking about because, you know, June 99 was give or take, you know, right around that summer time is when they decided, hey, we're going to leave McMullen and we're going to go over to this new venture, right? And we've had Brian McCormick on and we've talked about that. But you know this, but so talk to us a little bit about there was almost, and according to Brian McCormick, they knew what truck was going to go on the cover, you know, as Big Mike Kaufman's. But your truck kind of almost and really did appear so kind of on the first street trucks cover too. Yeah, so the magazine came out we were in spring splash. It, it came out weird because I went, I went with Courtney to street trucks because court, like I said, me and Courtney were really, really good yeah, friends. You became great friends. Yep. So wherever he went, I went, he was with hot bike for a little while. So yep. I worked with him at hot bike. Then he, then he was talking about this venture with street trucks and all that stuff. I'm like, wherever you're going, I'm going. Yep. Cause you know, he's loyal. Me. Yep. Yeah. So he sends me, they had a press pack release. Yes. And it's a folder. So my truck's on the cover of the folder. Yes. And it's, it was also on the promotional flyers. Yeah, and I'm trying to get my hands on one of those. So I think I might have a couple. And if I do, I'll send you one. You're the man, brother. And I tell you, like this stuff. Now, here's the other cool thing that I remember. So, you know, I, I this is well documented. I've written about it a little bit on my short column and street trucks, but... You know, around that time, there was the buzz. Again, internet wasn't, you know, it was kind of growing then. You know, you're talking 99 when Street Truck started. But, you know, we had Street Source. We had Sport Truck Chat, which we, many of us remember. But stuff was starting to kind of grow around that time. And what I thought was unique was when the first Street Trucks hit, there was this buzz and we're like driving around, hitting the bookstores and all this stuff. And we find it. Well, you know, f- you know, we read that thing front to back because the first from August to the end of that year, it was bi-monthly, right? And we've, you know, Brian talked about it because, you know, obviously you know this, right? Working in the industry, you got to kind of get your content, you got to get your footing, right? So, you know, we read that thing and I'm so glad I still have that. But when you folded to Steve Stilwell, you know, he had this trench coat on and he has the one um, arm kind of open and he's laughing and you see like three, I think it was three covers in there. It was the Kaufman, it was yours. But I always wondered if that was actually like the test magazine and someone had hinted to me recently, they thought maybe it was like part of the press kit, but that's freaking awesome, dude. Yeah, there was a press kit. I'm not sure what went down, but I'm assuming what happened was 
since Courtney worked and it was shot and he worked for mini trucking at right. the time, they had the rights to all those pictures. So he had a couple, that picture that's on that press release, believe it or not, if you can get a copy of it, or if I send you one, it was actually pictures from Boger Bash with the door open, the hood open and the Tahoe cover open. Ah, interesting. And, uh, yeah. And a Photoshop team shut the door, shut the hood, shut the, the Tahoe cover. Oh, really? If you look in the graphics, you can see people standing there, but it looks like the truck's doing 100 miles an hour down the highway. Yeah, and that, and that was like before the powerful tools we have now, like like Photoshop Express on the phone. Like I can't believe the stuff you can do. Like yeah, you can, people we don't can, realize. Yeah, yeah we, we have more tools on our phone than arguably they had, you know, on their freaking computers back then. You know. Yeah, and you, like you said, it's crazy because people like back in the day to shoot a motorcycle. It was like I worked with Courtney on a couple covers, just helped them set up stuff because I was hanging out in California, mm-hmm. but. The lighting just to set it up so you wouldn't get that starburst effect, mm-hmm. the you know the reflection off the chrome from the flash. Mm-hmm. It would take those guys like a day. Insane. Just yeah, they earned that the money. Shot right because Photoshop wasn't really around. Yeah, exactly. So those guys shooting those trucks and those any anybody doing photography work back then, like it was a process. Like you said, nowadays you can edit stuff on your phone. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and we're talking to Chris Schmidt. You know, his truck, uh, Chris NC for Life, basically had ran on June 99, mini truck and cover. Awesome, super clean truck. We'll share some photos and a little bit of video of, you know, that feature. But, you know, the other dynamic that I thought was cool, right, is so we talked a little bit about how, you know, you kind of were on that press release. You know, you had that tie-in there right around with the homie Courtney, rest in peace, with that connection. But then also... Uh, you know, we mentioned your rendering ran a mini trucking, so Hot Rod Christina's rendering of your truck, but then it also started popping up a little bit, like on the uh, subscribe. There was that famous. It, it's probably not even a rolling shot, maybe, but it, I always remember in the in the first few street trucks, you'll see it. I think even on the subscription cards, but it, it was also in one of the uh, placements towards the back where it said, you know, subscribe, and that that had to have been cool for you, man. Yeah, I was, you know, it's always like to see your stuff everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I actually saw it one time, somebody sent me one thing, an RC car was painted ah. the same, and my buddy owned a stereo shop, and do you remember, it was Spring Break, uh, Beach Madness, not Beach Madness, it was down in uh, Daytona. Yeah, it was Spring Break Nationals. Yeah, the, the car stereo contest? Yep, yep. Yeah, my buddy had a, a dually laid out with everything on it, and we had a 40-foot enclosed trailer. And we brought it down there, and it was like 2 in the morning, rolling Daytona on A1A. And this dude rolls up in a standard cab S10 with the same paint job. No way. Dude, and I'm sitting there looking at him. I'm driving the dually. He's like, hey, nice truck. I was like, hey, that thing's pretty cool. He's like, yeah, it was on the cover of the magazine. I'm like, really? I go, the, <laughs> I go, I got a truck in the trailer that's been on the cover of the magazine. Looks like look at that. The kid like looked and just drove off. Dude, what are the chances? I mean, Florida man back in the nineties, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, but it was cool though because it's, you know anything somebody duplicates your stuff. It's a, I think it's you know a testament of what you built. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, no matter what anybody builds, I think it's rad. But and I, I respect anything anyone builds anyway. So, yeah, man. 
Well, talk to us. You know, I know, like, I love getting off on these little, like, tangents, you know, as far as all these cool little stories and stuff. You know, just overall with the truck, right? Just talk to us a little bit about the paint and then some of the mods that you had done. Because, man, it, dude, it was one of the cleanest. It, and, by the way, another fun fact, it was, from all of my research, it was the only Sonoma to ever grace the cover of Mini Truck and Magazine. Yeah. Crazy. That I knew. Because I was looking at S10s at the time, and I was running into Chevy dealers. And, you know, we're mini truckers, got the dicky shorts on, <laughs> yeah. T-shirt, chain wallet, and a flat bill and a pair of Vans. Oh, and yeah. no one wanted to deal with me because I'm, I don't know, at the time, I think I was like 22, 23 years old. Yeah. And they didn't think I had any money. I walked into this GMC dealership, and the guy pops on the computer. We build the thing because back in the day, you picked what you wanted on your vehicle. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a package thing. So I knew I wanted certain things. Obviously, I didn't need aluminum wheels or all that because they were getting tossed anyway. Mm-hmm. And the dude's like, yeah, we'll order that thing up for you, no problem, and slap down $500 deposit, and that's kind of how I ended up with a GMC. Really? So just kind of wandering in and then finding something you liked? Yeah, they were way cool about it. You know, they didn't say, oh, we can't order it, you can't do this, you can't do that. This dude sat down at, you know, at the computer with me, we ordered that banger up, had the thing in three months, and uh, started building it. The UPS guy loved it. he come to the house. Dropping stuff off, he'd pop his head in, head in the garage <laughs> to see how the progress going. And God bless my mom and dad, they passed. But I took over the garage when I got into the mini trucking thing. My mom never got to park a car in the garage again. <laughs> wow. Well, rest in peace to your parents. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, the paint, you know, you kind of mentioned earlier how good it stuck out. I mean, that was a big thing. I mean, I always was a fan of the Sonoma grills. Those years was that blue one from NC, I think, with the topper. There were a Very few. Basic. Yeah, yep. there were there were a few that stuck out, but like yours to me was was big. Of course, it had the Colorado custom wheels, but I also like the roll pan setup on it. That was that just uh, you talked to us a little about the roll pan because I remember the way the tag looked and stuff. It just looked yep. bitching on there. Yeah, so the roll pan was a Sir Michael's roll pan. Then I ordered the bot, you know, the lace and plate insert. Yes, and and my buddies down in Maryland, I sent it down there. They welded that thing up, brought it back up, and the grill was like a one-off grill. I can't remember where I got it from. Like street seat? It was like a street swing grill it or was something like, like that? Yeah, because most of them were like Kurtz. And most Sonomas, because the Sonoma had a recess, like a three-inch recess for the grill, mm-hmm. where mine, you cut that recess out and it laid in flush. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. And those clear taillights, I got those from street scene, I think, and all of a sudden they stopped making them because of some traffic violation or something yeah some deal like that yeah yeah i probably bought my uh same taillights around the same time you did and i remember like like the craze was there then it was kind of gone it was like we sold them and then like they were the hottest commodity 10 years later like you just can't find them uh or you couldn't at that time but the other unique thing that i that i thought was like you know, I always loved looking at your feature because I had the similarities, the same dash, you know, with the headlight switch on the left and stuff. But, like, even the interior of the bed and then the, uh, of course, yours was the extended cab. So, the extended cab portion with the stereo and the tweed, like, dude, all of that flowed so nice I- I- even into the bed, man. Yeah, my buddies at uh, East Coast Audio did all that for me. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we sent the amps out to be polished, all that good stuff. And believe it or not, I kept the factory stereo system intact mm-hmm. and the that system with the Emmy court subs and all that jazz was a separate system that ran off an Alpine six disc CD changer. Oh really? That's pretty neat. 
So when he kind of looked in the truck, like he's, I tried to keep it as clean as possible because I was kind of going like, kind of like a hot rod vibe, trying to keep it like super clean. So when he kind of looked in the truck, we kept the side panels where those extended cab seats pulled down. Mm-hmm. So we cut the backing, all that out and kept the original plate. So when you looked in the back of the truck, it'll look like a, there was nothing there besides the speaker box was low, but. Yeah, and see another thing, you know, the Sonomas were always kind of a little bit of a cut above of you know the, the you know almost like you know the GMC brand, right? So I always liked, yeah, I always liked how in yours, although it was the stick like mine, you had that nicer center console, and then you had like those bucket seats, and it just really looked awesome. And then of course you had some of the billet pieces, but um, I remember reading in your feature. One of our favorite companies and, and the billet stuff and all the sport truck craze and all this old school stuff is coming back now. But Empire Motorsports, dude, you had that yes. shift knob. Yeah, I had that. I had their dashboard. I had their pedals. Yep. And I actually got their banner in my garage right now. Oh, man. Dude, see, that's <laughs> that's classic stuff. And, you know, when we had Tim Davis, one of my homies, TD, I call him. Uh, from RA when we had him on, dude, you know, he talked about working at Hunters and when Boyd came to town and, you know, when 17s turned to 20s and, you know, you and I, you know, that's the era that we kind of started in or, or at least were really groomed in. And when you look yeah. back and, you know, you look at the brands and you look at, you know, some of these, uh, the mods and stuff, like even the Colorado Custom Wheels, when we had Bill Hancock on talking about billet wheel history, you know, he talked about I mean, what a path these wheels like cut so to speak, because they sold so well, like they were so timeless, man. Huge, a hundred percent. Like, yeah, I was trying, and I was trying, like you said, it was timeless. And I was trying to build a truck with a graphic job, and thanks to Christine, yes, she, she made that happen. Like, you would talk to her, like you said back in the day, it was over the phone, and she wanted to know everything you were doing to your vehicle, what wheels, what tire what's the drop are you body dropping it are you and mine when i first built it that was before body drops so she wanted to know the stance and you know i think she did two renderings of the truck and and that's what we ended up with yeah it's pretty cool now did you have the foresight to like keep that stuff like you had that old og rendering i i lost the og rendering because the guy who was originally painted in virginia that kind of hosed me never Ah. gave it back Yep. I literally went and picked the truck up and yanked it out of his shop because he, he was telling me he was doing everything. A couple of my boys checked on it, and they're like, dude, the truck is sitting there doing like nothing, and it sat there for almost like a year. Yeah, like so many people, we've heard these horror stories and stuff. Yep. Well, what was cool is um, when we did the write-up on Christina in All Time Low Magazine, one of our favorite magazines, I'd uh, you know remind the viewers, atlmagazine.com, you can order a subscription or individual issues we did the sit-down interview, and we're trying to highlight women, uh, ladies on the podcast as well as in print. And when we highlighted her, she had sent me a photo of she might even have one or a copy. I forget, you know, what they did back then. If they would take it to like a Kinko's and they would make a copy, or what they would do. That's but, what I did. Yep. Yeah, and she, um, you know, her work has stood the test of time. She's still doing stuff. And it kind of became friends with her and whatnot. But, you know, that cover, you know, with the lady on it, you know, just the, the awesome kind of autumn colors and stuff. I mean, really, it's a timeless truck, man. And I just salute you for building something so clean, man. I appreciate it, man. That's what I, that's what I wanted to do. So Yeah, June 99. So think about it. It's 22 years ago this month. It was on the cover. 
And um, something I, I tend to forget to ask, you know, the, the guests that we have on is, you know, what was the fate of the truck? So, right, I know it may be kind of a sore subject, but I did want to ask you because some people might be like, well, damn, he had this badass truck. You know, what happened to it? So I, I know where it went. It was, you know, back then you were just like, oh, it's time to build something else. You didn't sure. think about keeping it because you're young and you're just like, whatever. Yep. I'm moving on to the next thing. And I sold that off and... You know, I met my wife, and we were doing our thing, and I ended up buying a 60 wagon oh, from Bones nice. down in Florida. Oh, I rolled from Bones? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I bought Bones 60 wagon, and it was funny because I had the money to buy an engagement ring, and she's like, I know you want the car, buy it. No way. So that means she's a keeper, man. Dude, like, I didn't know if it was a setup or what, and I love my wife to death. I was going like, to say, I thought she was going to have a knife getting ready to go. You're like, okay, I'm nope. going to get the car. Oh, gone. She was beyond sights. I got the car, talked to Bill from Colorado Customs. We threw a set of 20 and 22-inch uh, Segundos on it and rolled it. Hells yeah, man. But my my truck I sold to the painter who painted it. Not the asshole painter. No, the, the <laughs> dude from Air Graphics, Joe Cal- Calabrese. He was he was a good dude. Uh-huh. He used it for his booth, you know. Smart. So, Smart kind of an advertisement it. type deal, yep. He ended up selling at a, Meek, a Meekum auction. No Because I called him quite a few years later, probably about five, six years later, to see if he still had the truck because I wanted it back. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I sold it. And as you know, Meekum doesn't give up who they sold vehicles to. Oh, I did not realize that. I know Barrett Jackson. Yeah. You you can find like the you, know, you have to sign in now to see the price and all that. But of course, to your point, they don't. They, I guess I never even thought about maybe Barrett Jackson doesn't either. Okay. Yeah, and after the sale, if you don't know who bought it at the time, you're never going to find out. So I ran VIN numbers. I had my buddy run VIN numbers. The truck was never registered, and I'm like, you know, and like you know, someone knows where a mini truck is mm-hmm. if it's in the middle of a field in Idaho. Yeah. They'll send you a picture of it. You know what I'm saying? And this thing disappears. I'm like, I'm bumming. Then Jay Sandusky, one of my buddies in NC, bought my dually I had. And I, he's like, where's your truck? And I was like, I don't know, dude. And I had the VIN number, so I gave it to him. And that dude can find anything. <laughs> Three days later, he's got pictures of my truck in, in a museum. Dude. A private collector owns the truck. I've heard of this guy that he like he literally like people have told me they're like, Oh dude, this guy, if he can't find it, it's gone. Bro, he's like boom, like three days he's like I said, he's got pictures of it and he's like, Oh, I'm contacting the guy that works at the museum and I'll get to down to the bottom of it and he you know <laughs> like a sleep. We're going back man. and forth for like two months and the guy won't sell he's got like two hundred and some cars in his collection. Wow. And he will not sell my truck. And the pictures of my truck are the way I sold it to the painter. Yeah, the it's probably truck. just been cranked up here and there, and that's it. Yep, the street truck uh, stickers and the extended cab window are still there. Wow. You know, everything is what it is, but the guy won't sell the truck. Dude, you talk about, like, the homie Josh Ellis calls his, he just bought a, a full-size Chevy uh, OBS, and he calls it the time capsule. Dude, your, the, dude, your Sonoma's a time capsule. It's 100%, and when I talk to the painter, he goes, I put, like, 3,000 miles on it, if that. So that truck's sitting there probably with 9,000 miles on it. Dude. Well, that reminds me when uh, I was, you know, I've been ripping this video from, you remember Steve from Alter Images. When I first got in the yep. scene, I was buying some stuff from him. We had him on. Great guy. You know, he's doing his thing. 
and um, you know he had sent like a lot of his customers he'd send this VHS tape and I've talked about it you know a lot over the course of time and you know I kept it 20 years I got it converted to digital been ripping it and they go to you know obviously a lot of shows they put on there but one of them was the uh, Caltruck Jam 98 and it was the the summer one so they they show the I'm going to release the footage soon the the Budnick truck that was on May 98 sport truck right the yellow one with the pop-up yep. headlights right well, when, yep. they, when they're there, his homie, I don't know his the homie's name, his homie goes, okay, I'm going to try to show you this. And, of course, they got the big-ass video camera deal. Not the shoulder <laughs> one, but the bigger one and the handheld. Yeah. And they go inside the truck, and they're like, this truck has, and I forget, you'll hear him say it on there. It's like, this truck has like 4,000 miles on it. And, like, you look at that truck, and I know, like, it went to auction, I think, and last I, I had researched and found and whatnot, I think. But I believe it was sold. But, like, you look at that truck, and, like, dude, that truck right now, is literally gold, dude. Like someone would probably pay like 35, 40 grand for that truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I talked to a dude about my truck. He goes, the truck's been appraised at like, you know, because obviously they get their stuff appraised yep. with a collection like that. He said, the truck's appraised at like 35 grand. I'm like, okay, cool. You're like, give me 35 grand. You're like, yeah, I'm coming now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because you know, like, you no. have the nostalgia and stuff, but, but hopefully someone like that, like you'll, you'll see these. I talked to Van Diemen recently about, with these car collections and stuff. And I forget if we were recording at the time, but you know, you'll see guys will get to an age where they're like, Hey, I'm gonna let my old vintage automobilia signs go or my collection or this or that. Yeah. So hopefully like with the interest that you've shown that if, and when that day ever comes, you know, you'd be uh, first to be able to make the decline if you couldn't buy it. He's from what I understand with Jay's been going back and forth with him. He he's willing to do that because I wanted it. For my son, right, you know right, exactly. So as long as you're number one on the list for first rider refusal, that you know that yeah. that to me is something. You know that's not lying in the sand. Yep, yep, that's good stuff. Thanks. Well, I want to talk about some other things, like dude, the Sonoma, like bro, like I, I literally, I've been like itching to talk about this truck because you know it's etched in my mind. And what's funny, I didn't say this at the beginning, but you and I, we had connected back like late nineties, early two thousands, like through hot, like through email. Like when I was, yeah, yep. I still got my yeah. old hotmail and somehow, I don't know if that, that, that form from like street truck or, um, from, uh, street scenes or slash street source and then sport truck and that type of stuff. But I remember we had like connected because, you know, I was like, Oh, I got a 94 and this and that. And it's crazy yeah. to think like, although we didn't maybe talk all these years when Randy had told me, yo, you know, Chris Schmidt, like I, immediately I was like, yeah, I know that name. He goes, Oh man, you, you're going to want to hear this. So, uh, talk to us a little bit about like how this whole tuck lugs thing came about. Well, I was kind of like, you know, looking for a truck, but not looking for a truck. Mm-hmm. And Tim from NC in Florida just sold his Toyota. Yes, and that's I'm the homie. Like, yeah, so I called him. I'm like, dude, I know you're selling it. He goes, why? Are you looking for a truck? I was like, well, kind of. Then he's like, well, Randy's selling some of his stuff off. So, I, you know, I, I talked to Randy to this day. Like you said, your mini truck crew is, you talk to him all. Oh, yeah. You talk to him, you know. Like, I've been out of the scene for almost 20 years, per se. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we started talking and started going back and forth. And he's like, yeah, Tuck Lugs is for sale. And we, you know, we came together on a price. And then I'm trying to figure out how to get it back up to upstate New York. And he's like, well, I'm going to Minionats, bro. I'm bringing it up. I'm like, cool, I'll come down and get it. And my work schedule right now is insane. Mm-hmm. And Chuck Healy, who he had on a couple of weeks ago. Yes, good dude. Yeah, loved it. Love him and his wife to death. Yep. And he, I called him up to get more info on the truck because no one's seen it. Mm-hmm. And he's, I told him what was up. And he's like, well, dude, I got an open space on a 
replace trailer if you want me to bring it back up for you. And that kind of sealed the deal because it's all the way in Maryland now, and I just need to shoot down and pick it up at Chuck's house. Yes. It's like, dude, it's like literally the mini truck and planets I don't think could have aligned any better. Because here's the thing. Randy's my homie. I, I got a chance to really get to know Randy over the years. Good dude. Um, you know, very opinionated dude. He knows that, but, but, you know, Randy's Randy. Right. And yeah. when Randy, like, I was like, dude, this guy's a hoarder, man. Like, like I'm a hoarder, but like, he's a hoarder <laughs> of like wheels and I got this, and he, Hey guy, that's mine. And it's my homie. Yeah. Right. But when he told me he was going to let some stuff go, I was like, damn, you know, is everything cool? It made sense. Right. He's got to let this go to get what he wants. Right. And I, and I love, I yeah. love, you know, you, we, we all have to make those, like you kind of said earlier, you know, you made that, that that thing, ha- you know, you had to make that decision because you had family stuff and other things you wanted to do. So yep. when it came up, I don't think it could have went to a better person. And here's the crazy thing. If you look back at the NC trucks on the cover, you know, I kind of talked about, you know, how yours played a role. It was the next NC truck on the cover after your yep. truck. Like, how crazy is that? It was insane because <laughs> I knew it was on the cover, but I, and as crazy as that is, dude, I've got all the mini truck magazines. I've got all the yeah. sport truck magazines, all the truck. I've got all that stuff. So like Randy goes, yeah, it was on the cover and tells me when I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go check it out. And I'm going through all my mini truck magazines. That's the literally the only issue I don't have. Oh yeah. Isn't that crazy? But Randy sent me one with the truck. And like I said, it's cool. He sent me like all the extra upholstery. It's just like, and I'm going to keep it as true to original as possible like randy did yep just gonna drive it and enjoy it and get back out to the show scene and the amount of messages i've got when everybody found out i bought that truck was crazy like it was awesome yeah it gets a lot of love when randy yep. when you know started talking to him a little bit when he brought it to downtime in florida ra good our kinfolk you know they throw that show or they threw that show for a while and you know, now they've got relaxed on the ranch, which is one of our favorite shows. And, you know, he brought it out there. He had the gas cans and stuff and seeing it, you know, I want to say that I had seen the truck, you know, going back in memory, I want to say that I had seen it before. Maybe I hadn't right in person, but it was always etched in my mind because it was a cool feature on how they did it. It has that world famous name, Tuck Lugs. And for Randy to have it and kind of curate it for a while, you know, did some stuff, you know, towards the end, definitely put the pedal down and got some things done with it. But, you know, it stood the test of time, just like so many of other, like the Genros. And I know the other guys were involved in that one, but that's the name that comes to mind. And yep. when you think of like, you know, June 99 was your Sonoma and then September 99 was this truck. You know, what was the feeling like when all the stars aligned for you to be able to get this one? I was beyond stoked. And wasn't whether to buy it or not, even with everything. And my wife is just like, you know, buy it, buy it, buy it. Nice. Because my daughter. My daughter drove, rode in my Sonoma. Mm-hmm. She was like three. And I, I, to this day, when she came to the house one day, she's my stepdaughter, but she's my own. She threw a nickel at me and it hit the truck and I just got it back in the paint shop. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I looked and, you know, at the time, my wife is my girlfriend and she didn't know what, like, her jaw hit the ground. Like, I'm threatened to get this truck done for to take it to Charlotte. And it was the funniest thing, and she's like beyond stoked. Took her for a ride in it, and I'm psyched because I'm older now and I can enjoy it and not worry about certain things on the truck. Because I shot down to Maryland, you know, a full round run, left at two thirty in the morning, got back here at like 
seven at night and it was raining and my boy wanted to go for a ride in it. So he ripped it around the neighborhood. Hells yeah, man. Yeah. And it was yeah. cool. Cause I think when I was recording with Chuck, like I, I said something about, you know, the Chuck lugs or, and he goes, yeah, he goes, I was the guy that took it. You know, I was the guy that like got the truck to him. I was like, no way, man. Like how cool is that? And it just shows the scene runs deep. And, you know, for those that don't know, Tuck Lugs also ran on April 2002 Auto Sound and Security. And uh, what was cool about that one was um, the guy named John Skalicki, I think is how you pronounce his name. I think he shot it. But it had that real hot model on it and, you know, another indoor shoot. And, um, you know, Randy had sent me photos. Uh, he's on Instagram, Bow, B-O-W, number two, and then N-C, he had sent me some photos of the plaque and some of that feature because that's a hard one. Those auto sound and securities, man, are hard to come across. But that scraping, it was, yeah, it was titled Scraping By, dude, and that's a really cool feature. I got to check it out or have him send me some pictures. I didn't know that one. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a couple uh, screenshots or whatnot that he had sent me. Cool. But, you know, it was cool because I think here's the cool thing about the scene. I want to say, you know, some of these guys, when they've sold the trucks over the years, like some of these plaques will get either passed around. I know – you know, Jeff Gaudette, who we recently had on, you know, talking about down the earth, you know, the homies up, I want to say like up in your region, because he's up in, you know, the Northeast and he, he acquired an old down the earth truck. And, you know, he talked yep. about how he acquired some of the plaques and stuff. So, you know, it's cool because to me, the history of these features goes, you know, not just a truck and the magazine, but, you know, some of these guys got a feature or two wall plaques, things like that. And to me, that's always a unique piece of, you know, of the scene. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's good stuff. It's willing to help everybody. Oh it's, yeah, it's had to get it to me. If I couldn't make it, it's, it's insane. Like it, it, it's awesome. Yeah, it definitely is. Now, a lot of love. Oh yeah. Now we saw Randy cruising it at Mini Nats, as you had mentioned, uh, Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals every April in Maggie Valley, uh, North Carolina, one of the biggest, baddest mini truck shows really in the world. You got to come in next year if you haven't, guys. Uh, come to Maggie Valley, North Carolina, every April, but. What what I thought was unique is, you know, we saw him. I, I think there's going to be more photos come out of something that went down maybe that weekend uh, in a good way. Yeah. So I think that's cool, right? So we'll hint at that. But, you know, what's – um you know, I know this might be an easy question, might be a tough question, but, like, what's the future hold for you? You know, you, you kind of mentioned you're going to you're gonna maybe um, you know, do a few small things to tuck lugs. I'm sure that's what you want to do when you get a chance, you know, in between all the, the normal adult, you know, things you got to – do every day but um are you, you got to be looking forward to this one chris just you know maybe refreshing here and there a couple small things yep just like i said keeping everything original like when people see it for a 24 year old paint job it's in crazy shape so we're going to keep all that original just fix a few little you know those little demons i guess you could call them mm -hmm. and get her running and fun hitting quite a few shows next year and a couple at the end of this year carlisle starting back with their show in pennsylvania so in august so we might hit that up and you know i just want to start seeing everybody again it's been it's been way too long oh so, yeah like yeah yeah and like you said nc for life that was i think the tag on your sonoma and you know nc arguably you know you guys are going on your 30th as we are was severed but you know a bunch of good kinfolk and things like that and you know, speaking of NC, like you can't say NC without, you know, thinking of Courtney Hollowell, rest in peace. You know, often the moniker is NC need Courtney. I know our friend David Magotti has done a fantastic job of of trying to, um, you know, do different things with these pins and whatnot to raise money 
for the Courtney Hallowell Foundation, along with Courtney's um, awesome mother, Maggie, Mrs. Hallowell, she's, as I call her. She's amazing. Yeah, she's an amazing person. <laughs> um, talk to us. You know, you kind of hinted earlier, right, because we, we started to dabble a little bit. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, when you think of Courtney, you know, what do you think of? Probably the nicest guy in the world. Like you said, he's willing to help anyone to with their build or just life. And at the same point, he ne- he never sugarcoated anything. Like, if you needed to talk to him about something, he'll set you straight. He always did. Like, hey, you need to do this or stop bitching about that. You just do what you need to do. And he took me under his wing, and I might have not have been the best photographer or the best writer. So he kind of helped me with all that stuff. But I did have the enthusiasm, and my life was mini trucks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yours is. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing with the scene is awesome, by the way. Thanks, man. It, it, I, and I can't applaud you more. You, you know, you got to going, you know, and showing the younger ones and what we, where we Because yeah. Like you said, it was a tough road. It wasn't like you popped on the internet and ordered your parts. <laughs> well. Yeah. You had to call the 1-800 number. <laughs> Give me. <laughs> Oops, 1-900. I mean, no, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you had to listen to Steve Nielsen talk all damn day, you know. <laughs> yeah, and oh, he man. always made you laugh. Like, problem, he'd listen to you, you know, no matter what time of the day or night it was. And he always had those few friends in your life. You could call at 3 a.m., and they would jump on a plane mm-hmm. and be there. He was that guy. Yeah, it was a real deal, and he just a straight shooter, man. Yeah, and because of him, I'm blessed to have – Everyone I have in my life across the country in every truck club, not just NC, separate guys, relax, you know, everyone. It's not like you know, everyone helps everybody. Oh, yeah. And like those three clubs forming in that, that you know, 91, 92 era, I think plays, you know, it's, it's often not talked about maybe enough. It's just like what a part they all played, you know. Uh, because a yep. lot of us, you know, we're, we're friends, we're brothers, we're, we go to a lot of the same shows, we know the same people. You know, I mean, who doesn't yeah. know about, you know, the six degrees of Phil Fowler? You know what I mean? I mean, that's yeah, exactly. where the scene comes together. I mean, what if, if we had a if we had a web, dude, it would be like all connect to Phil and, and Courtney. But in all seriousness, like, you know, that's really cool. And what's one of your most memorable, maybe just funny stories or experiences that you can think back to the many shows that you guys went to over the years? I mean, is there any one story that comes to mind that's like, yeah, man, Courtney did this or, you know, we just were clowning around? I we always, well, we go to Carlisle Truck Nationals every year in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And I got down there with my truck on a Friday morning, get it unloaded, and, you know, you had your NC section, you had your first section. So get it unloaded, cover the truck up, and me and Courtney go back to the hotel, and we're hanging out, and we start having a couple cocktails. <laughs> well, one leads to another, and, you know, that, back in the day, that's what we, you know, you were hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> and lo and behold, we get to bed at probably about four or five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and one of my boys is calling me from the show. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. And me and Courtney are still passing. <laughs> and my, the conversation was like, um, are you going to take the cover off your truck? Because everybody's walking by. You're kind of like being a, a D bag. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So we boot up, get out of bed and shoot down to the show and like, Back then, it was film, and we're blowing through film nonstop trying to get the show covered because Carlisle was huge. Yes, it was. It I was never went to it, but I saw the, the coverage. Like the, I think, I forget if they had Rolling Hills or what they had there, but, man, it was just 
so much shit. Yep. You had semi-tractor trailers there, too, which were insane, and they were built crazier than some of the trucks and trucks were. Yeah. It's... But, it, you know, everybody's just like, you know, when we got together, it was just like we were brothers. Like, always had a blast, no matter what it was. It could be raining all weekend, and we still felt yeah over a fire in the middle of the night running from security but that was another show <laughs> <laughs> yeah we gotta make sure the statute of limitations is up on that one but yeah um, yeah i think we're good that statute was of limitations yeah one of the things we've always tried to do is if you go on instagram type in the hashtag r.i.p courtney hallowell h-a-l-o-w-e-l-l-l or with two l's uh hallowell you'll see we try to curate a lot of the features because if you look back over the years from from mini trucking in, in all the publications, including like the venture they were at for a minute called Trucks, uh, when Steve and, and, and you know Brian went over there and they were doing that, of course, Street Trucks as well. But, you know, all of that, I mean, he, he contributed so much, but like, you know, every time I ask that question to someone, like, you know, wh- what do you, you know, you, you think of when you think of Courtney, you know, everybody says great guy and all this stuff, but, you know, he just made such contributions and, you know, unfortunately, it's it's crazy that like next month is going to mark you know july is going to mark the 10th anniversary of his passing so you know we want to pay homage to him and we appreciate someone like you kind of sharing some of those cool stories that are close to you because you know we know that you were close to him yeah yeah because he passed the day after my birthday so mm. so it's an over remembering thing but i was enough like all the time even after i wasn't working for the magazine anymore when i go to sema we hang out the whole time and it, you know it was awesome so yeah and i would tell anybody if you you know if you know a lot of the old school guys you all know courtney you know his name um but if you have an opportunity uh go out and and search david magotti m-c-a-u-g-h-t-y now we've had david on before but if you look at some of the things he's doing with these pins uh this money is all going back to the courtney hallowell foundation and you know someone that gave so much and really contributed arguably more than almost anybody I can think of to the scene, whether it be magazines, being an editor, feature editor, a photographer, you know, Wyatt Strange moniker, you know, so much awesome stuff, man. You know, go out. That's a way that you can contribute. And every time David launches something new, man, I'm always eager to see what it is and, and try to contribute any way we can. Yeah, he's done, more than I think, anybody or the lifestyle than anybody has, I think. Yeah, and you know, there's one of our up and comers, one of our friends of ours, Sean Rose. You know, he's good friends with him, and you know, when when I think of you know at the end of the year, I try to think back and say, hey, you know, what are some of the things that we did to to further the scene or to to contribute in a positive way? Like I think of these two guys, you know, and and I know Courtney would be looking down on these guys, going, hey, you know, even through thick and thin, they're doing positive stuff, uh, keeping it drama free, keeping the pedal stomped, and I I just love what they do, man. Yeah. Like you said, keeping it drama free is the biggest thing, and hopefully, younger guys realize that because, like you said, back in the day, I was at a different show again. Oh yeah, and I was yeah, blues the boys from Organized Confusion, which is like Kevin Holland and Tiva and those dudes down there Mm -hmm. at the time. They're in NC now, but they literally loaded up his truck, dude. I'll never forget, and I took a ride with him to Texas, dropped that truck off, came back through Lake Texas. And head back. Like, I don't know where else people do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. they were no part of NC. I knew those guys for a while because I got their show a couple times down in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, dude, load that thing up. Let's go back to the house and we can handle it. You know, it's stuff like that that makes our lifestyle what it is, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, man. I concur. 
you know, we talked about so much, everything from the old days, uh, you know, to, to obviously, you know, some of the contributions you've had with the magazines, Hot Rod Christina, you know, that birthing this whole idea, uh, this concept of where you wanted the Sonoma to go, obviously owning Tuck Lugs now. Um, you know, we're still young dudes and we got a lot ahead of us, which I'm looking forward to. But, um, you know, when you look back at all of the last, you know, 20 plus 25 years, call it, um, you know, what do you remember most? Um, you know, what are, what are, you know, I'd say just to kind of sum it up, man, you know, what, what do you think back on and, and what, what's one of your favorite memories? Do just meeting everyone. Oh yeah. Still having them as friends today and just being blessed to be at that time. Like you said, that era was like, Epic. there's no, there's no cell phones. So you went to the newsstand every month to get your street trucks, your mini truck and your truck. It, you never knew what was happening and to learn about, you know, what someone's building or what's new. You always had to wait for that. It was never like an instant gratification. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you, you know that go to the show because you didn't know what was going to be there or you don't know what, Hey, what's, you know, Jay or Hey, what's or whoever's going to, Oh Yeah. Yeah, the audio kind of cut cut out a little bit there. It, it was just the fact that you anticipated going to a show, waiting to see the new thing from whoever, from Relax, from NC to Stever to anyone really. It wasn't posted in an hour, and the world knew about it. Yes, and it was like you know, th- you had a little bit of curiosity about oh, you know, I kind of heard this guy's going to be debuting his truck, and it wasn't like. You know, nowadays show promoters are kind of going, "Hey, this is going to be at the show. Come check it out." You know, and it right you know, there, there's 50, 50. You know, some people go, "Oh, that's great." You know, it's cool. You know, they're giving me the nod, like I'm going to be there. I pre-registered, and then there's other folks going, "Well, you know, I don't need to go to the show now because I already saw everything that's going to be there." You know, kind of in a sense. But yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying, and you know that era is kind of like the Wu Tang Clan. You know, ain't nothing to f with, man. You know, we grew up in yep. just a a great time. Uh, you know, obviously growing up or, or younger adolescents, you know, 80s, but like you get into the 90s and, and the magazine and stuff. And, you know, I often thank all of the contributors, including yourself and, you know, uh, the editors, the the feature editors, all these different people that contributed to the magazine. Because you look at 269 issues, but a lot of us can go back and we can go, oh, you know, this truck, June 99, Chris Schmitz, oh, this, oh, that paint job, oh, that, you know, that company, Empire Motorsports, you know, all that stuff to me, you know, that's the line in the sand. If we didn't have mini trucking and we didn't have those people that made that magazine happen, you know, a lot of that history would be lost. You know what I mean? Well, and even watching TV today, and it was cool to watch, like, Bill from Extensive Bro. Yes. You know? I met Bill back in the day when his first enclosed trailer was an old box truck that they put axles on, an air ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the roll of door. And, like, that was at a Waco, Texas. Yep. Like, nobody knew who he was. Like, And you got, like, Alex Anderson and all those dudes that, like, you, you watched him progress and grow. And people respect them now. And they, it's cool to know where they came from. And you can explain to people where they came from. That just pop building stuff. Oh yeah, like a Ryan Fringling House, a Mike Finnegan, uh, Bill yeah. Carlton. You know, like those three names. You know, arguably, you know, sprung out of this whole mini truck full size scene. But then, 
you know, they, they, they ran with it and they, and they had great success with TV shows or stuff that they're still doing, content creation. Like Mike Finnegan, I mean, dude, we had him on. I mean, he hustled hard, dude. I mean, you know, he kind of oh, came up from your area, you know, made his yeah. way over to Cali, you know, did all the mini truck and stuff, did sport truck, you know, dabbled in hot rod magazines. Like, you know, some people probably sit back, oh, my, you know, must be nice for him, you know, have all the success. But, dude, you talk about a grind. I mean, that's a 20-year grind, dude, to get to where he yeah, was. Yeah, people say that, you know, like like you said, Brian and even Jeff from DV. Yep. He was like, they're like, oh, must be nice. You know, they're making all this money. I was like, dude, they were working out of a, you know, a garbage can. Yes. <laughs> you yep. know, it, it wasn't, an, like you said, it wasn't instant. It, these guys learned their trade and became phenomenal at what they do. Yeah, and Jeff's another one, like you said, Devious Customs, one of my homies, and just a good dude, and had a big part in Courtney's, you know, 50s Chevrolet getting finished, you know, like a lot of guys, you know, played a part. I know yeah. Brett from Sever did as well, and a lot of yeah. different people. All those, like, everyone is like, you're just, we're just a big family at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. And to be able to keep that going and teach the younger guys and girls coming in, to keep it that way, it would be awesome. Yeah, you know, someone had that that I don't know, and I mentioned this in Street Trucks. I don't I don't know who came up with the moniker um, "thicker than a sticker," but whoever <laughs> did, you know, I saw you know some of the RA folks they they had all the jackets together and stuff like that. At, maybe at SEMA one year, but someone came up with that. I don't know if it was Brooke and and Sever, or I don't know if it was Brooke and RA Florida or who, but I mean, it, it really is is one of those things. You know, like we all love the club that we're in, but at the end of the day, we're down to help all the homies and the chicas. You know what I mean? Yeah, but sure. um, well, Chris, dude, NC for life, Chris Schmidt, good dude, uh, man. Listen, I really, you know, on behalf of Mike and I, we appreciate you sitting down. I mean, dude, I knew it was going to be going down memory lane a little bit, but I mean, this was even better than I could imagine. And um, you know, uh, folks can go out, I, I guess, on Facebook and, and type in Chris Schmidt and follow you there, right? Yeah, totally. Yep. Yep, Chris Schmidt. Yeah, my Instagram is my BMX team, which is Hostel Northeast. Nice, hostile northeast. Yeah, cool. Well, dude, Chris, man, listen, let's keep in touch. I know. Uh, I mean, I wish you all the success with, you know, Randy and, and Gendro and, and some of the previous owners of Tuck Lugs. I mean, it's a great truck, as you know. We're looking forward to your success, and uh, man, we just can't wait to slap hands with you at a show and 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 chop it up. Oh, you definitely. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm super stoked, and definitely going to see you guys out there sooner than later. Yes, sir. And any old photos you have, just send them our way. We'll be sharing them. Cause I got video, uh, dude. I got a stockpile of videos too. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, you know what I call that? Truck smut. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Traffic and across state lines. I love it, brother. Yeah. All right, brother. Thank you so much for having me on again. I appreciate it. Yep, you're welcome. We'll see, you, Chris. All right, brother. Later.